guys, welcome to episode 56 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at Gamble.com. I'm Matt Rodriguez, the owner-in-chief editor of Shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney, last one to leave the theater.com and ATLCW.tv. And uh, we've got two films we're going to be reviewing for you guys today. Uh, the Georgia-filmed Baywatch and the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Mike wanted to talk a little bit about his experience at Skyline Film Festival this past weekend. So Yeah, I went to the Skyline Film Festival uh, this past weekend, um, and uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, I was up at the University of North Georgia, up in the Gainesville area. Um, it's actually put on by the the, the film uh, department up there at North Georgia, um, and it was a lot of fun. I uh, saw a lot of good short films, saw a couple of uh, feature-length films, one that was, was um, a documentary uh, called Under Fire that was, was really nicely done. Um, so it was, it was a fun experience, and I had a good time. Did you go to any after parties, Mike? <laughs> I did go to an after party. Actually, I went to both after parties. Now, one was held on campus, so there wasn't any drinking on that one. But the Saturday night uh, after party was at Left Nut Brewery, and I sampled their fine beers, and that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and their porter, which is called uh, The Governor, I think, was really good. I highly recommend it. Mm. I'll have to try them out. I'm proud of you, Mike. I'm yeah. proud of you going to the after parties without without me. Without either uh, of us. I know. It was it was hard, but you know, beer was involved, so that's always <laughs> that's how you get I soldiered through. Go, come out. Yeah, I soldiered through. You know, took one for the team. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, I wanted to mention uh, one thing in kind of uh, local Atlanta news because I got this email today and I was like kind of saddened by it. I guess it's it's cool when a company kind of outgrows, um, you know, where they're currently at. Um, but Netherworld, this is actually going to be the last season that Netherworld's going to be at its current location um, at the Norcross Antique Center. And they're actually going to be moving to a new facility in Stone Mountain. Uh, which is going to allow for them to have a larger expansion of the haunts and a bunch of new attractions, including a year-round escape game um, or multiple games, uh, not to mention increased parking. If you've been there during the fall, uh, parking can be a little challenging sometimes. Um, but I love the old location so much, and I read this email, and I was really sad. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. This is the first time hearing about it. That, yeah. At first, I thought you were saying, like, Netherworld, like, this is going to be the last season forever. Like, Netherworld was shutting oh, no. down. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. And, and for you guys not in the Atlanta area, Netherworld is a is one of the best haunted houses in the United States. It gets picked in the top ten every year, and it's truly amazing. They also make a lot of appearances at other uh, uh, fan events, especially uh, Dragon Con. They're always at Dragon Con. Um, scaring a lot of people at Dragon Con, actually. Um, and it's just a wonderful thing. doesn't surprise me because the rest of those buildings around there have been abandoned for about a year. Yeah. See, I feel like they could have just bought those. Yeah. And then, like, stayed there. That wouldn't solve the parking issue. But um, there's, no. there's just something about me that really loves that location. I guess I just kind of... That whole experience of going up there and trying... Struggling to find parking <laughs> is a part of the experience. But, um... 
Um, I'm such a huge fan of Netherworld. That's when they do their press preview every year. It's like the first, um, it's the start of fall for me, essentially. It's not fall until I've gone to Netherworld. But um, the new the new piece of property is uh, nine and a half acres, and it was purchased in early March. Um, so... I guess we'll we'll learn more about it in in the the times to come. It did note in here that Escape Netherworld is going to be unveiled in late summer 2017 and will be a thrilling series of challenge games that will test the problem-solving skills of attendees. So I guess much like Escape Rooms, Escape it room, may be yeah. a a little bit um they are going to offer options between scary and not scary versions of the game. <laughs> So, Why would you want a non-scary version? No, don't go to Netherworld if you don't want to be scared. Yeah. Like it's a haunted house. Um, they did have last season. They actually had a little escape room um, that I did, which was a lot of fun. So I'm assuming it's going to be a much bigger version of that. Um, but I'm sure they'll do a, a press event when that happens. And I feel like both of you guys should probably come with me, and we should test our luck at the escape experience. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, I think the escape room too. That could be like more of a year-round thing for Netherworld. Yeah, so enough their plan. So, yeah. I guess uh, that just wasn't doable at the current location. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited. So, there's that. That's the local news that came across my desk today. Oh, speaking of local news and Georgia and film, we're now number one for um, top location for feature film production. Heck so, yeah. Yeah. We had 17, you know, of the top 100 feature films filmed here in Georgia last year. In, Cal- in California, they had like two? Yeah. They, <laughs> California used to be number one, but now it's dropped. UK this or this past year was number two, and they had 16. Um, no, California had 12. They were in fourth uh, with 12. I, no, but it was in the, like the top, uh, top 20, I think. California only had two. That were in the top twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Whereas yeah. we had like we had like seven or eight. Um, yeah, in the top twenty. Thanks, mostly thanks to Marvel, because I mean yeah. Marvel films all their stuff here, and as a, those movies as, make billions now. So yeah, it's uh, I I feel like the UK will probably always be in a close second, just because of uh, Pinewood. Um, Pinewood over there, and their you know Star Wars and Marvel stuff over there. So yeah. there there are only real competition I think yeah. for We'll for probably that spot. we'll probably like switch years depending on like when Star Wars comes out. <laughs> that's it's like true. they'll they'll probably take this year. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, that's cool. But yeah, so Well, speaking of movies and uh box office success, um we had a little bet last week and <laughs> I, I didn't which, win. <laughs> which I claim I won. No, you And Matt didn't. claims he won. Yes. Explain your cases. <laughs> well, because it's simply put, I said Alien Covenant was going to win the box office. Alien Covenant was going to beat out Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, I, I would gave like to, I would, a, what, I think like 50, 50 million yes. prediction of how much it would do, but I stood firm that Alien Covenant would win. And it did. It was number one this week, so I stand by my prediction, which I said thirty-five million dollars, and it came in at, at uh, uh, thirty-six. So it's just barely above my prediction, unlike Matt's prediction of fifty million. So this is I think this I isn't was the right. Price is right. <laughs> I was just about to say Price is right. In that case, I win. <laughs> uh, 
Um, actually, I don't remember what, what I was, said. No, I would still win. <laughs> no, because you No, because you're over. No, I'm not oh, you're over. Under. Hot yeah, but, yeah, Matt's way over. I'd win. I'd win. I'd win. And because I'm so close, I'd probably win both showcases. <laughs> no, because you, you said Guardians would win. So you automatically lose. It was so close, too. It was it only was like a really million close. dollars. Yeah. yeah. It was. I was um, a bit worried there. So uh, Alien did come in first this weekend with uh, $36 million, and their production production budget was $97 million. And Guardians fell to second, Everything, Everything, and third. Snatched fell to fourth, and King Arthur is still in the top five. So there's that. Um, it got an additional $7 million, um, bringing its... Uh, Total total gross to date up to twenty seven million, and that is again on a hundred and seventy five million dollar yeah. budget. So and we're, we're hoping because Diary of the Wimpy Kid, the long haul came in six at only seven million dollars. We're hoping that's the death knell for Diary of the Wimpy Kid. You yeah. mean death for the Boss Baby? Well, Boss Baby came in eighth, still made two point eight million dollars. People quit buying tickets for it. It they sucks. Will soon. It's a bad movie. I actually just got an email today about for the um, DVD. Yeah, the DVD yeah, and Blu-ray too. release. So I now you can about own it and watch it whenever you want. <laughs> I felt like screenshotting that and sending it to Mike, but I didn't think that would make his day any better, so I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm still upset. It's made 166 million dollars, and there's some better films out there that haven't even come close to that. No. Yeah, it's uh, not good. Um, but speaking of some things that are. Or aren't, um, depending <laughs> on your taste in movies. Uh, we saw two two films this week. Um, let's start with Baywatch, because that's the one we saw first. Uh, of course, that filmed um, down in Savannah and Tybee here in Georgia, and a little bit down in Miami. I am not super familiar with um, Savannah and Tybee, though I've been there a handful of times, so I didn't recognize anything. But that's also me jumping ahead in our view, so I'm not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, do one of you want to kind of set up what, what Baywatch is about? Not that it needs much of an introduction. It's basically I'm, the television show with some new new people in it. But uh, Yeah, new people, same names. Same um, names. Some old people, same names. Some old people, same names. But basically, <laughs> it's just, you know, a group of lifeguards who are definitely larger than life. And they protect the bay from everything. And there's, like, a new drug that's coming in and they're investigating to stop it at the behest of the police because they're not police and so it's just this this raunchy comedy that tries to be like 21 jump street um that's a that's a pretty good description of it i guess we'll, we'll it's, go it's ahead based Mike. on the well it's based on the old syndicated tv series um that first started out on NBC uh, in the mid '80s, and then uh, went on to be one of the best, the most known TV shows worldwide ever. Um, was number one in almost every market that it was syndicated in. And we had a little bit of a, a surprise that happened. I guess we can save that for the end. We, there was a surprise at our screening. If you don't follow us on social media and you don't know what happened, then you'll have to wait to the end of our review. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and jump into our official Atlas review and start with Boredom Factor. How bored were you guys? Um, what is it? One is low, five is high? Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't changed it on you, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'd, I'd, I'd say a three. 
I'd give it a three. There was I would give it a I would give it a three point five. Man, you guys were bored. I'm gonna <laughs> I give it a two. I wasn't I wasn't bored. I have a lot of things to say about it, but not in regards to boredom. To boredom. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there were just some parts that dragged on for me. I it's, mean, it's, it's, way, it's way too long. It's way, way too long. Yeah, it's almost two I mean, hours. This, this is almost a two-hour movie, and that's just way too long for this subject matter. So your eye-rolling was probably pretty high. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, and that's, that's a problem with this movie is that it, didn't, it doesn't know what it wants to be. And if it had stayed in the 21 Jump Street area then um, I think it would have been a much better film. But it tries to be a bunch of different films at the same time, and therefore there's a bunch of eye-rolling because some of the, well, some of the gags go on way too long. Um, some of them shouldn't have been done at all. Um, I'm pointing to the gag with the guy getting stuck in the uh, lawn chair. That just went on for way too that, long. That oh was way God. too long. That, yeah. And the other yeah. and the other dick gag, that's that's part of the trailers. If you've seen like the Red Band trailer with Zac Efron, oh my God, that goes on for too long. Yeah. And it's so just, there was there was quite a so there was a, some eye rolling that was intended, but there was also eye rolling because things went way they would take gags way too long, too far. And then they also did some stuff that just didn't work, that just laid a bomb. Um, and it's interesting to look at the trailer and see how much stuff they did cut. Um, there, there's been some commercials that my station aired, uh, uh, CW69, that aired, and uh, I had to get approval from the general manager because the commercials were so raunchy. And some of that didn't make it into the movie. They're probably just saving that for like the unrated extended edition that they will yeah. inevitably do. <laughs> you know, I uh, granted I completely agree with everything you guys say. I was I was rolling my eyes at kind of the length of the unnecessary scenes too. Um, that's just that style of humor. But um, the dynamic for me, and this is kind of getting I guess into the to the next uh, best performance part. I love The Rock so much. Um, I love him on screen. I love his chemistry with people, even people like he with that he's he's gone on record for not really getting along with like i still love watching him act with those people um not that that's zach efron i'm referring to fast and the furious stuff but um i really liked his dynamic with zach efron the rock the rock is amazing in like every movie he does like i you never have a bad thing to say about the rock no it's usually like oh the movie was that bad but the rock was amazing in it and that's (laughs) And, I mean, that's just, he has this passion that he puts into every role he does. And you can really see that on screen. You can. It's weird. Even when he's playing, like, you know, um, like, solving crimes or solving, you know, uh, whatever. Something that's not, like, in- inherently positive. Still, somehow, him being on screen, he's, like, oozing positivity. Like, I don't know how he does it. But he's always just, like, even when he's serious or sad or whatever, he's still just makes you so happy to watch yeah. him. Um, yeah. So going back to eye rolling though, cause I didn't really, I didn't answer that. I just got off into how much I love well, the rock. I don't think none um, of us actually gave grades. That's we true. Just said things. <laughs> so, so you'd be first off. Emma. Uh, 3.5. I'm going to go a 0.5 higher and give it a four. And I'm going to give it a four. I'm surprised you guys didn't do fives. 
Well, I uh, here's the, here's I the thing. I laughed too. I mean, there are definitely I, I a lot too. of laughs. So yeah. it wasn't all eye rolling. Right, man. Here's the thing: is Baywatch is one of my guilty pleasures. I actually saw every episode from day one of Baywatch all the way till the end, even the horrible, horrible spinoff um, Baywatch Nights, where uh, Mitch Buchanan teamed up with the police officer and they were both private detectives and they were solving murders. Uh, it was as bad as it sounds um, because it made the, the, you know, the, the thing I love about it um, is the fact that they do put these lifeguards in all these life and death situations. They are literally stopping bank robbers and assassinations. Um, something they didn't talk about in the movie but the Mitch Buchanan character in the original Baywatch series, he was a former Navy SEAL. So that's why he could do all the stuff he could do, because he was this former Navy SEAL. Um, I just, they didn't, but Baywatch also was fun to watch because it was campy as all get out. And you couldn't believe the fact that, oh, there's another chase sequence, um, you know, on the beach again. You know, and, it, and it, just all the speeches they would give about drugs. And, um, and and one of the things they didn't do in this movie that I wish they had done is Baywatch was notorious for product placements. I mean, just really bad product placements where literally, you know, uh, 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 Mitch and Cody would take a break from a father-son talk and go over to the AW uh, a soda machine and get some AWs and then talk how good the AW soda was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, just blatant. And I think they could have done some stuff that would have been really funny. That reminds um, me of the, have you seen the Hawaii Five O um product placement for Subway? No. <laughs> oh my what God. What do they do? It, it is so hilarious. It's, um, I think it's Hawaii Five O, but, um, it's, uh, one of the guys is eating lunch and he's eating Subway and there's like a two-minute conversation about the five-dollar footlong, and the guy's like eating two five-dollar footlongs. He's like, "This one's chicken teriyaki," and he basically does the entire commercial where he's talking about how you know the honey glazed chicken, and you can put whatever kind of meats and cheeses and everything. He's going the whole commercial spiel about it, and it's in the episode, like the whole thing. It's it's hilarious. You need to watch well, what, it. Yeah, and one of my one of my favorite things uh, to uh, when watching Baywatch because my station uh, in San Antonio used to air it is, I would look at the the credits, and you couldn't believe all the products that they were they were promoting on air with this. I mean, literally the cre- the credit scene for their product placement was like three pages long. You know, you almost think that that would be more of a thing today, uh, especially with TV. I mean, it definitely still is, but a little more noticeable and obnoxious because people just don't watch commercials anymore. You know, you record stuff and you fast forward through it. So, you know, how do you kind of supplement some of the the ad revenue? You can just get obnoxious with product placement. Well, Michael Bay does that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His his films are (laughs) notorious for terrible product placement. And I think just people people catch on so easily and they will they will go against any product, whether it's featured positively or negatively. Like yeah. they'll go out of their way to make sure not to buy that because of product placement. Well of course the, the one of the most famous product places of all time is in E. T. Mm. And they uh asked um they asked M and M's to be 
to the, to be in the movie, and Eminem's turned it down, and so Reese's Pieces um, then uh, said yes, and then sales of Reese's Pieces went through the roof because of E.T. Yeah, I like, that was a I different like time too. Better. Just a side note, <laughs> they're really good. Um, all right, tangent. We let's get back on track, you guys. <laughs> so um, best, being, best performance. I was gonna say that being said, if there's any you know brands out there that would like product placement in the Atlas, please reach out to us. Yes, we <laughs> we have no shame we, in hey, promoting. No, no shame I've already promoted. Products. We should talk to Left Note Brewery because I've already promoted them once. <laughs> That's we do want to do our drinking podcast at one point. So uh, that's true. We could totally we, we could totally do that. We should do um, that for Comic Con when we're all together. Yes, that let's do that. Our Comic Con episode. Um, f- for our listeners, uh, Matt and Mike will be joining me at Comic Con, so it's going to be all of us out there, and it's going to be awesome. So we should definitely record while we're while we're out there. Um, okay, best performance. Back on track. <laughs> It's the um, longest we, review ever. I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it to The Rock because it's The Rock. I mean, obviously. Yeah, you already explained your reasoning behind that. I, I did. <laughs> I'm going to actually give it to John Bass, who uh, he plays Ronnie, who is the the exact opposite of what you expect to be on the, the Baywatch squad. You know, he's the kind of out-of-shape, nerdy kind of guy, and... I actually thought all his scenes were hilarious. Aside from the getting his his junk stuck in the uh, the lawn chair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was really surprised at how well he stood up against you know people like Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron. Like he was he was funny. He was. I really enjoyed his scenes too. Yeah. I was when I saw him in the beginning. I was kind of hoping that he was going to be a around for you know in a in a bigger way for the rest of the film too um so yeah that was nice that was a nice little yeah. unexpected um addition to baywatch what about you well, mike i i liked kelly uh Rohrbach. um she played cj uh which pamela anderson played in the in the tv show um i thought she had a really nice comic timing and she played off of everybody she wasn't she rarely had kind of the lead uh in the scene but she played off everybody really really well and she was perfect for that role of the girl that doesn't know she's the, the blonde bombshell that she just thinks she's one of the guys, um, and so I really I really enjoyed her performance. She's beautiful, like it's it's hard to not be staring at her when she's on screen. <laughs> she's absolutely stunning. Um, worst performance? Who would you guys give that to? Um, I would say um, uh, I'm gonna probably. Butcher her name and pull an Emma. <laughs> I know. I know exactly who you're thinking yeah. about, and I'm going to let you Priyanka say the name. No. Chopra. No. 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 Oh, it's the, oh, you're thinking of the one that's playing Stephanie. Yeah, Il Il Ilfinesh Hadera, who plays Stephanie, and her role is just like the most pointless role in the film. Like she does almost she doesn't nothing. Really do anything. She doesn't do anything. Okay. And like I she's supposed to be like Mitch's second. In command, basically, like that's her role, supposed to be her role in the film, but she doesn't do anything. It's well that, but I will tell you that's pretty true to the TV show. So um, Stephanie was always in the background, mm. 
Um, rarely did she have a storyline that was a main storyline, although they did for a while kind of hint that Stephanie and Mitch were going to hook up at, at some point, which they never did, if I recall correctly. Mm. See, I, I never watched, I'll admit, I never watched Baywatch, the, I the show, so. I, I seem to remember just more, I don't, I wasn't... I don't know. It's been so many years since I've seen it. I remember Stephanie being a bigger part of it than Stephanie in the film, but um, not, I mean, not overshadowing the Hoff, obviously, but um, I would actually give it to our villain, who's uh, Miss Quantico, whose name I can't say, so I'm not even going to try to say it. I I did. I think I did a pretty good job. Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Yeah, I just I found her as kind of a um, kind of a corny villain. I just she was kind of overacting a lot of scenes, and I just and and granted that may have been what they wanted. Yeah, I'm about for that to say, role, like, but for me, like that that's I liked her kind of over the top campiness. Like at one point, she calls herself like almost a Bond villain, and it's yeah. like yes, that would be cool. I I'm gonna agree with Emma. I, I, that's that's who I was going to pick. Also, yeah, uh, I just thought that she brought nothing to the role, um, except being just absolutely gorgeous. But uh, other than that, uh, there's nothing that I, that that performance just doesn't stand out for me at all. Yeah. In fact, it's pretty forgettable. In fact, I imagine when I look think back to this movie, uh, even in six months, I'm going to f- totally forget that she's even in the film. I'm going to remember some of these other people we've talked about, especially, you know, Dwayne and, and Zach and a couple of the other people. But I'm not, I don't know if you'll remember that she was in the film. Well, that's a little bit harsher than I was. Thinking, <laughs> but. <laughs> but same page. Um, so ATL recognition. Um, let's talk about Georgia recognition, because obviously this yeah. didn't shoot in Atlanta, but it did shoot um, in large part in Georgia. I, I mean, it's I, been so long I'll since I've been down it. to Tybee. You go there a, uh, my, a fair my, amount, don't my you? My family goes down to Tybee Island pretty much every year, every uh, Thanksgiving. So I recognize like a lot of it. Um, they filmed right actually where we stay. Like you could say we we stay in a condo that's right in the background of where they film. Like it's in the movie. You could see I could point out which like which condo we stay in <laughs> when we go that's down. Cool. So like they filmed right on the main pier, like that. Um, the boardwalk and the pier that they use for the film, like where they're all eating lunch, I recognize that. I've been there. Um, a lot of the parking lots and like the little side sidewalks and business areas, that's all recognizable. So for me, yeah, like I recognized all parts of Tybee Island. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so that's you can read like, it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd you give, give it, it a- give it a five. Awesome. Um, all right. So overall, I do have a couple of other notes I want to put in here in kind of the, the overall section. Um, there was a brief moment in which they played the theme song, a very brief moment. And I just remember when the film started, I was so mad that it didn't start with the theme song. I, I, yeah, we talked about this right after the film. And yeah. it's such an iconic film uh a theme song and the theme song that they have at the beginning is a horrible song i don't know who recorded it but i mean it didn't fit the film at all it didn't didn't. fit the mood that they were trying to and everything else they do in the opening scenes was really going back to you know honoring the the old baywatch um uh, tv show 
And so I, why they didn't do that, I don't know, because I think it would have been perfect. I do think... Did, did 21 Jump Street use the 21 Jump Street song in the open, or did they use, just use it in the close? I don't even know. I don't even I remember, don't remember. The, the 21 Jump Street song. Well, once again, I was a fan of 21 <laughs> Jump Street, so I, you know, it was a very iconic song also. Um, I do feel like if they had stuck with some of the, um, you know like you were mentioning being a little bit more obnoxious but like in a funny way with product placement focus more on a 21 jump street vibe had the theme song just like didn't have as much of the kind of like um lowbrow humor campiness to it it would have been something that that could have really had i mean they're still probably i don't know do you guys think they'll do another one it depends how Um, well it does yeah um i'm thinking Oh. This weekend, it'll probably do around um, between thirty-five and forty million. Oh, are we gonna? Yeah. Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this again? <laughs> what you think it's gonna be more? No, no, I no. Think pi- I just, pirates will be think- Baywatch. Pirates will be Baywatch. Yeah. Oh, pirates I, yeah. I, I, I think pirates is gonna. No, pirates is gonna do on a low end. Pirates is probably gonna do around sixty, sixty-five, and that's that's I'm, that's being a very low end um, rating just because of the fact that it's been around so long. Um, and a lot of people don't know about Baywatch. They know about Hasselhoff yeah. because he's been on other stuff. Well, right. And, but, and Baywatch is R, and Pirates is PG thirteen. So that right, that's easily and, and, is and by the yeah, yeah. And by the way, it it is a hard R. There is a lot of cussing. Now I don't, I don't remember any nudity. Um, there are there. Oh, there's some uh, nudity. <laughs> there's some dicks. <laughs> there's just, some dicks. Just say it. <laughs> oh, that's right. The R. Okay, so it is a hard R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some dicks. I don't know, though. I, yeah. I, I, I just wish they had done it a little bit differently, so it could have been something that you could be really excited about there being more of if they did end up making more yeah. of them. So um, that's my thoughts. I mean, overall, I liked it more than you guys did. Yeah. Um, I know. So, so what would be your final Atlas score, Emma? Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a great film, but I laughed, I enjoyed myself. I'm giving it an at. That's that's what I was gonna do. It's a two. An at. At. I'm not even I'm not even including a small L. I'm just giving it an at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only yes. ATL here. All ATL, right. gotta gotta represent Georgia. That's what I'm trying trying. <laughs> um, Okay, cool. So let's uh, let's head into Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the fifth film. I didn't even I had to look that yeah. up today. I was like, which one is this? Um, one well, of you guys want to kind of set fifth. that up? What I didn't realize that it's been six years since the fourth one came out. I don't even remember the fourth one. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, I don't even remember it either. I don't remember the fourth. I barely remember the third. First and second, I kind of remember. Yeah. Um, well, the, the the way you should remember the fourth one is because it was so freaking long. They're all long. That's why you should remember it. I mean, yeah, this, but the fourth one was over over three hours long. I mean, this ridiculous. is the sh- this is the shortest pirates movie, and it's still long at two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> and it feels it. Yeah. So one of you guys, uh, let's uh, let's set it up. Mike, you want to do this one? Uh, sure. Um, well, basically, uh, Captain Jack um, 
is in trouble again. Uh, uh, he has lost his compass. Uh, he basically trades it for a bottle of rum. Um, at the same time, um, who's who's the the lead bad guy? Javier Bardem, Salazar. Yeah, Javier. Yeah, Salazar. Captain Salazar um, has come back. Um, he's escaped uh, from uh, Devil's wherever he was. Devil's Triangle. Devil, yeah, he's in Devil's Triangle. He escaped along with his crew, and basically they're on a mission to kill Captain Jack. Um, there's a young woman who is uh, I don't I don't even know who she was. That's, that's one of the problems with this film is it doesn't explain a lot. Her her um, name it doesn't give you a lot of it. I'm sorry. Her name or what do you mean like who she was? Who she was? She was like a, the character. A, no, she was a what was it a hor horist hor horologist horologist. There was a whole joke surrounding it. Horologist, yeah. I think. She and then it the also involves. <clears throat> It also involves um, um, the uh, the son of Will Turner um, and, and Elizabeth Swan, um, uh, the, played by uh, God. What is his name? Brenton Thwaites. Uh, yeah, Brenton Thwaites. Um, and uh, it's it's just the, to try to explain it anymore is really be really hard because it's they just kept adding stuff throughout the film it just basically they threw in more and more and more they're searching for the trident of poseidon because that basically removes all curses from the entire sea so that's everybody's little cure-all that everybody wants so it's kind of like a race to get to the trident which I don't understand why it's a race because if somebody finds it, then aren't all curses lifted? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. I don't think I they know like... that all curses are lifted, but that—that's oh. what it does. It lifts all curses. But like, I think like in the film they say like it gives you possession over the sea, and so yeah. everybody wants possession over the sea. I think if you, I mean, I, we can spoil the end and stuff. To say, <laughs> let's, let's not let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's a fair description of it. Um, let's uh, let's start with boredom factor. One to five. How bored were you guys? I'd give it a three. Because, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, it does go on way too long. It's I a mean, long movie. But, I mean, I, I saw it almost like The Fast and the Furious. Like, it's all these over-the-top action set pieces just ridiculous yeah, I, I, I'll give it a three also uh, just because it doesn't stop it never stops it just keeps rolling along like much like you you mentioned Matt, Matt Fatness Fast and the Furious franchise yeah that's uh, I was gonna do a three too so we're all in agreement I don't know if this has ever happened before. The three musketeers let's, let's see how long we keep it going um, eye rolling factor that was pretty high for me from the very first. First, uh, they they still a building essentially it's, in the very opening yeah. scene, and it's just so over the top, and it doesn't really slow down from there. It's just, um, yeah. So for eye rolling, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a five, and it's because of Johnny Depp's lazy performance. <laughs> it, it this, I like. A, I, this is one of the worst performances I've seen of a major film actor. I mean, he's just... It's such a lazy performance. Um, he's not trying at all. 
Um, I just I hated his performance, and um, I, it seemed I, I'd almost much rather have somebody else be doing this role now instead of Johnny Depp. I'm gonna give it a three. You know, I thought there was some some eye rolling, like the whole stealing a building. <laughs> but I mean, I was still I was still enjoying it. I think I, I'm the I'm the Emma of this movie. Whereas you so are, I, I think I I think I enjoyed this movie more than you two did. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's looking that way. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, giving it a three. I will say, you know, Johnny Depp, I think, had some stuff going on in his life when he was filming this. So maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, th- things weren't great for him at that time. I don't know. Not, things, to, things not still... to turn us into a celebrity gossip show. Yeah. But everyone kind of knows if you if you uh, keep up with entertainment news that he had some personal drama. Which hasn't really affected him at all. <laughs> No. Well, it affected... um, There was a lot of rumors that it affected the last Alice in Wonderland film Mm. um, because there was a lot of stuff that came out in the news from um, his ex, Amber Heard, right before that movie was released, and then it didn't do that great. Well, that was a terrible Um, film, too. It was also a terrible (laughs) film. There was also that. So they had that to fall back on. It's like, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't because the movie was bad. It was because of this, all this drama. No, it was a bad movie. (laughs) Um, well, moving forward into best performance, we know it's not Johnny Depp for Mike. Um, it's not Johnny Depp for me either. I don't, the, nothing really stuck out as that great of a performance to me um, in this from anyone. Well, I'll give you time That's, to think. I, right. I enjoyed um, Javier Bardem as the, the villain. I thought he was cool. I, I liked him. You know, um, Pirates has always done I think a good job with its villains, you know, from Barbosa in the first film, Davy Jones was good, Blackbeard was okay, but um, I liked Salazar in this. I thought he was really good, so I'm going with Javier Bardem. I'm gonna go with Kira Knightley. <laughs> spoiler, Mike. I know. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Oh, it's already it's already out there. I mean, this, she's even in the IMDb credit so there's no spoilers there she had made a big deal about not coming back for yeah. this and then um you know a lot of fans saw her i think it was first um shown in like a japanese trailer for the film that she was going to be a part of it and then everyone started making a big deal out of it but uh she's yeah. barely in this so i mean i feel like she she pulls a james franco she does pull a, a james franco an alien um but uh yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess Javier. <laughs> just falling back I on mean, my pick. I'm just going to fall back on your pick. Well, I mean, I feel like that's unfair because a large part of his performance was CGI'd. Um, so I don't know how much of it, I guess he was still there for it. I'm I not imagine, sure exactly yeah, how they shot those. I mean, if, if Bill Nighy was there for um, Davy Jones when he was this giant tentacle octopus guy. I'm sure True. they... Yeah. He was probably there. Yeah. They just All photoshopped right. out parts of his body. Parts of his face and body. Yeah. Just patches of green that he was probably wearing. I don't... But his face looked really computerized to me, too. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I guess if I really cared, I could get the DVD and look at the special <laughs> features, but I, I really don't care. I mean, I'd give a second, um, second place to Jeffrey Rush, because, I mean, Barbosa is always a great character. 
that they've continually gone back to. And so, and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush always does a great job with it. So he does. I'm, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my pick of Kara Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> well, worst performance. Um, what do you guys want to say, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm even gonna go with Brendan Thwaites. He was just boring, and you know, I don't know if they want to. What they want to do with the franchise, if they want to like move on and try to make you know Brendan and or Brenton and Kayla the two like you know leads of the franchise now or or what but yeah i think that would only work if it was a disney channel show i don't think it works on (laughs) on the big screen (laughs) she she doesn't have a lot of uh i mean they did almost no chemistry between the two of them yeah i didn't um, feel it at all so like which which is what one of the things I liked about the first two films was was that chemistry between Orlando Bloom and, and Kara Knightley. Um yeah. I thought I thought that was one of the stronger points of the film was you had this running uh romance going through both those two films and it and I thought it it made those two films immensely more watchable and and much more fun uh to watch. Well, because uh, as we've seen with this film the Johnny Depp character can get old really, really quickly if you don't have strong characters surrounding him. Agreed. Well, I mean, the best thing this movie does is um, is make you miss that relationship because, you know, it's so apparent that Will Turner and um, Elizabeth Swan aren't there. And you're like, oh, my God, I want them back so bad. Yeah, it is, it is something that... Uh... And I think that's what I said when I left the theater, too, and I was kind of giving them my, my thoughts on it. It's To me, Pirates without the two of them doesn't feel like Pirates. Um, and these characters that they brought in, um, as you guys mentioned, didn't have any chemistry. They weren't great actors. I was actually, I think it's a toss-up between both of them for, for worst actor, in my, my opinion. I wouldn't put Johnny Depp in the worst. I definitely don't think he's at his um a game in this but uh the the two the two kids just i wasn't feeling it at all with them um so i'm gonna say both of them get worse performance well apparently uh johnny dub's agent is trying to contact me if you heard my phone going off so um (laughs) that was your phone i knew it was mike's phone i was like already thinking about my my post-production editing out of mike's phone (laughs) no we can just leave it in because it's johnny depp's agent that's uh, (laughs) calling to complain about my railing on him (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he's gonna be making a lot of phone calls this weekend so yes (laughs) um atl recognition obviously uh there isn't one because it wasn't shot here Mm -mm. um overall what did you guys think on the atlas scale I would give it ATL, maybe. Can I give like a quarter A? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Our rating system is whatever you want it to be. I think we've proven that in past episodes. I'm giving it the first ever quarter of a letter. (laughs) I don't think I understood that. Yeah, um, that's a lot more favorable than I'm going to be. it's going to get an at from me. It's a, a two. I just, um, I didn't care. Like when it ended, I was like, all right, well, I just, I didn't care. I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't care about the storyline. I almost fell asleep in one part of it. I had to keep like kind of struggling to stay awake there a little <laughs> bit in the middle because it is a really long movie. 
Um, but it just wasn't engaging for me. So, yeah, there, there you go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm giving it an AT also um, for my hatred of Johnny Depp's performance, but also I also <laughs> didn't care anything about any of the characters. Um, like I said, that's one of the things that I really liked about the first two movies was the fact that I was interested, invested in in that romance. Um, and there's nothing in this this film that made me interested in anything other than wanting it to be over. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. At kind of the the climax moment of the film, you know, when you're usually rooting for the characters you care about to come out on top. And I, I realized, you know, watching that scene, I was like, I don't care who gets the trident. Like, <laughs> I really just don't care. Um, so, See, I so, think yeah. that goes back to how good. Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley were. Because it was I, very I agree. apparent that they were missing. I, it was. It was. Um, but so I mean, there you go. I, I enjoyed it as a mindless action flick. <laughs> and, you know, a mindless film? It's go like, see Baywatch I, if you want a mindless film. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you're fine with either of these. They're, yeah. You, both of them are not great movies. <laughs> yeah. So you're better off with seeing... I don't know. Go see Guardians again. <laughs> <laughs> Third week in the row, we were recommending that. But, um, uh, well, I realized now that we've finished our second review that we forgot to talk about the surprise with the first review. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So at the end of our Baywatch screening, we had a, a special guest come in and join us. Which we kind of guessed at because... Um, we deal with a company called Allied that um, promotes a lot of these films and makes sure that we get uh, screenings that are in. And they, instead of having two representatives there, they probably had like 10 yeah, uh, people there. People. For, and for a screening that was not a red carpet, that's very unusual. So we kind of knew something was up. Ahead of time, we actually tried to get one of the reps to tell us she wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But I could tell from her reaction that she wanted us to shut up because I, we had guessed what was going to happen. Well, and and they delayed the screening an hour, which I imagine yeah, that, that, was another to thing. Um, accommodate for this special appearance. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um. So so who wants who, to say who was it, Emma? Who who was it? It was the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock himself. Um, Yep. Which we all kind of guessed because uh, he's currently here in Atlanta shooting Rampage. So it wasn't a, uh, a huge surprise that he stopped by. Um, although my, my very first guess, because I got really excited, I was like, is the Hawk going to be here? It'd be yes. so amazing if the Hawk the was Hawk. here. Because, um, I mean, let's be real, you guys. I don't think he's doing what's, anything what's else. What's he doing? I think right now he's on fire because, like, he's got a brief cameo in another movie that, if you haven't seen, I feel like it should no longer be a spoiler alert. But he's he's in two movies as of this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, he is. A brief cameo I forgot spot. about that. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's been hitting the talk show circuit like nobody can. Yeah. He should be doing everything he can right now because, like, this is... This is like the comeback of the Hoff. If, there, if there's going to be one, it's now or never. So... Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the rock joined us and just said a, a couple of words, thanking us for, for coming out. And, um, that was, it was short and sweet. Yeah. And about filming. It was fun though. He was, he was a lot of fun and he, he interacted with the audience, uh, really well too. That was the other thing. Yeah. 
He's exactly who you want him to be. Yeah. Like, he's well, exactly who you think he is and who you want him to be. Emma, you and I saw him a couple years ago. Remember we went to that, um, he added that reality show that was filming here at TNT? Yeah. And we went to like the, the finale. Or, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was Heroes, Heroes or something like that. It was like a, a, a bunch be- of people competing to be a hero. Yeah. And he um, was there and he was very energetic and, you know. The Rock, he, as you would expect. He was. I remember, um, and that was kind of, that was the first time I'd ever um, seen him in person. And just kind of like how he interacted during the filming of that. Yeah. Um, the respect that he had for the crew. And mm-hmm. like if he messed up or something, he would apologize to everyone. Yeah. Um, he was just so down to earth and so sweet. And again, so freaking positive. Yeah. Um, I just, I have great respect for him. So... Um, so yeah, that was a yeah. nice little surprise. It was a nice little surprise. That's why. That's another reason why I'm gonna pick Baywatch that, instead that of Pirates. Bump Baywatch up for you a little. It did a little extra a, point. A little bit. <laughs> we a, had a friend with us that about freaked out. So I wasn't. I wasn't that bad, but I was pretty excited that uh, that he was there. It's you know that happens from time to time, yeah. especially with so many things filming in Atlanta. Especially um, with so Atlanta was, being number one now. It's going to happen exactly. more and more. I'm excited for that. So, um, so yeah. That's... yeah we were t- in fact, we were talking, Matt and I were talking about a movie that we saw where um, the, the guy that was joining us at the end of the movie, he actually started talking before the movie ended. And we didn't see the last like couple minutes of the film because this guy jumped the gun. Um, oh, yeah. So that was... I forget what... It was some horror movie a long time ago. They they tried to pull a prank on people. We think it was ludicrous. Yep. And he wasn't even <laughs> in the movie. It wasn't in the movie, but it was one of the Fast and Furious people, and they couldn't. They were still stuck on the set, so they sent over ludicrous. And he literally, we didn't see the ending of the movie because he. Well, we. Came I, out I wasn't talking. at that screening. I heard about it later. And then I saw yeah. saw online because he uh, Facebook lived it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't at that one either. Yeah, because I remember pretty, I yeah. heard because <laughs> some critics were complaining because you know critics were there to review the film and then they cut it off like five minutes before the end, and they were they were understandably pissed. <laughs> I mean, even at the end of uh, Baywatch, like they waited until the the film was over yeah, to bring exactly. him out. But they do have a lot of just kind of like bloopers and stuff in the credits that I think everyone there kind of wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish I had seen them. And the reality is, I'm not going to see it again, and I'm not going to buy the DVD of it. But I do wish that I'd seen some of those scenes, just because you know uh, Zac Efron and and The Rock are so. I don't know. I just feel like their their blooper scenes together would be amazing. I'm sure but, there will be a blooper reel online at some point. Gonna have to check YouTube. Yep. Um, well, cool. Um, so that's that's all of our, our film reviews for this week. And, of course, both of those uh, come out this Friday. Actually, I think Baywatch comes out on Baywatch Thursday. Baywatch comes out Thursday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Because it didn't want to compete with um, Pirates. For, for one day. For one day. <laughs> it wanted but, that uh, one day lead. <laughs> and by, by the way, um, a friend of ours, a critic of ours, uh, Matt uh, Goldberg, wrote an article last year about uh, how Memorial Day, which used to be one of the best weekends for movies, has now become one of the worst wo- movies for 
um, high-profile movies, and there's been a number of really, really um, bombs on Memorial Day throughout the years. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull comes to mind. Um, that was also a bad movie. That was a terrible. Yeah, movie. and what, uh, <laughs> th- what was the what was the uh, wasn't uh, the sci-fi film with Brett Robinson? Didn't that come out? Oh, Tomorrow World. Tomorrow. Yeah, Tomorrow Tomorrow World? Land. Yeah. Tomorrowland. Yeah, Tomorrowland right. came out on Memorial Day weekend, also. So it is. It is now become sort of a uh, killing ground for high-profile movies. Yeah. So, um, well, it'll be interesting to see what the box office results for the, these two movies are. Well, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman is doing it right, and she is waiting until next week. <laughs> and we will have, um, we will have next week's episode. We will have a review of Wonder Woman. Um, yep. Which uh, early reviews are quite good for, so I'm really excited to uh, check it out. I'm and excited for it, but I'm still DC has burned me plenty before, so I'm still that's fair containing skeptical. my excitement. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little bit skeptical. We, yeah, and there's a couple other movies coming out. Captain Underpants um, is coming out, which I am seeing on Saturday, and uh, Churchill also comes out, the biopic. Um, well, cool. So we'll have we'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. I do want to say that uh, we also have Comet Cosplay coming up on June 5th. We'll tease that again next week. Um, but that's at 8 p.m. at the Comet Pub and Lanes. And that is Wonder Woman themed as well. So if you want to, uh, you can wear any costume at all. Or be like Mike and wear a t-shirt with something on it. And then call it a costume. That's, you can you can do that too, um, but if you want to compete in our cosplay contest, uh, you have to have something that is somehow tied or related to Wonder Woman. Um, that being said, we I think that's that's pretty much it. I, I am going to talk a little bit about some car stuff next week because I have been um, in the Toyota Corolla I am this week, and I'm going to be in the Toyota uh, Prius Premium next week. So um, I'm really I'm really digging these these cars, you guys. Nice, nice. <laughs> And um, I'll be talking a little bit about Momocon, which is starting on, uh, actually it's this weekend, um, if you're hearing this, uh, on Friday. And um, it's, a, it's a huge, huge, uh, if you're into gaming or cosplay or anime, it's the convention for you to go to because the gaming area is immense. It, you can't believe how big the gaming area is for this thing. I have actually never been. Um, I keep trying to make it out to that, and then I tend to be gone every Memorial Day weekend. So I'm going to be in Chattanooga this weekend, so I'm going to miss it again. But uh, you can represent for us, Mike. I will do that. I went once. (laughs) And if you are going to Momocon, if you are going to Momocon, let me know. I mean, just uh, you'll see me out there. I'll take your picture and put it on the ATL CW website. You'll be famous. We we were with our uh, our cosplay at DragonCon for for uh, Mr. Robot last year. Oh yeah, we were on the front page of the CW. Whoop, whoop. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, well, cool guys. That is that's it for this week. So thank you for listening again. This is the Atlas Podcast, and my name is Emma Loggins, editor in chief at Vamble.com. I'm Matt Rodriguez, the owner and chief editor of Shakefire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney of Last One to Leave the Theater.com and ATLCW.tv. And we'll see you guys next week for episode 57.